this is Jenna Rainey with AE Coach, and today we're going to talk about holistic data tracking, how to take the comprehensive pulse of your business. A few years ago, my eight-year-old nephew, Andy Gator as I call him, was a normal kid with some newly developed random behaviors that couldn't be explained. He would be on the ice playing hockey and suddenly stop and stand still. His teacher told his mom he needed to go to the eye doctor because he couldn't see the board in the classroom. And for all that was holy, my brother could not figure out how to teach him to ride a bike without his training wheels. Andy just could not get it together when it came to balancing. Perhaps the most obvious was that he would randomly vomit and then he'd get right back to being a kid. His mom patiently addressed each of these challenges. The primary care doctor referred him to a gastro doctor who couldn't find anything wrong but pre prescribed medicine to help with the vomiting. The eye doctor said his vision was 2020. Andy's abrupt stopping on the ice was just written off as the antics of a goofy kid who liked to shake things up. All of this ebbed and flowed for over a year. Then on the first day of school, Andy Gator started having shortness of breath and his mom rushed him to the ER thinking it was a side effect of his medicine. The ER doctor decided to scan his head and then in there they found a tumor the size of a peach inside his brain. He was immediately raised to Children's Memorial in Chicago and underwent a couple surgeries. Since then, Andy's back to being a pretty normal kid while battling the remaining 20% of the tumor that had stayed because of the critical location. His outlook is very positive and this story has been shared obviously with the explicit consent of his mom who hopes it can help another kid or family. So you may be asking yourself, why did I just share the story of my nephew when we're all talking about data? Well, I believe some of us tend to isolate very specific areas of our businesses and attempt to solve issues that arise in those areas without looking at the entire picture, just like those first specialists did in Andy's situation. You may also track marketing and closing data and assume the rest of itself will work out. A prime example of this would be referrals. Many, many, many of you tell me that you don't get enough referrals. In my opinion, referrals start with your client experience, not just during the sales process, but long after. If you are chronically late to appointments, if your customer service or customer care team isn't exceeding expectations, if there are mistakes or there is lack of communication while assets are transferring, you probably have low referability. You might also notice that many of the items I just listed are very rarely tracked or even identified. So as we continue this conversation, we're going to take a look at the key areas in your practice and some benchmarks, KPIs, or expectations to consider when tracking each of them. We're actually going to start with your team. You might have thought I was going to start with marketing, but as I often say, your team determines your freedom in more ways than one. Ask yourself these questions. What's your employee retention rate? Why do employees leave your firm? Which position will be your next hire? And what determines when that hiring process will start? How do you attract, onboard, and ensure employees are succeeding in their roles? It's often easy to overlook these questions, but I encourage you to establish benchmarks. For example, an ideal employee retention rate, compensation ranges, growth paths, clearly defined incentive plan, and so on. It is also critical that you establish annual, if not quarterly, one-on-one check-ins with each employee and follow a process that is fair and clearly defined for both you and the employee. If you'd like more information about any of these strategies, please reach out to your VP of Advisor Development and ask to get enrolled in the team HR course on the Advisor Success Track in AE University. 
Now moving into marketing, this is the area of your business that has plenty of benchmarks and some of us would even say too many. What's important here is that you and your marketing team determine which benchmarks matter to you. One thing that can be very frustrating for your team members is when you chronically change which data you want to see and how you want to see it. Modifying benchmarks over time is to be expected, but it shouldn't be a moving target on a weekly or monthly basis. Some of the basic marketing benchmarks to consider are number of leads generated, number of first appointments set, and number of first appointments that show all broken out by the marketing funnel. Be very careful when comparing data based on funnels or comparing with other advisor. Is it, it is typically never apples to apples. Some of your marketing funnels are going to produce significantly better than others. Some of your strategies are going to be active, meaning they're an immediate drive to first appointments, while others are going to be passive, meaning they help build your list, brand, or reputation. An active strategy is probably always going to outperform a passive strategy. The consideration here is you can take some of your passive dollars and reinvest them in another active strategy for a higher return on investment, or is the passive strategy supplementing your active strategies? I worked with an office earlier this year where their data showed that their website was generating an immense number of appointments and new business. When I questioned this, the advisor was very clear that his leads from the website were the result of his direct calls to action on the radio for listeners to go to the website. Moving on to sales, this is where I see a lot of data vanish. Marketing can provide stats up until the first appointment shows, and new business can provide the data on how much business was written. But when I want to see where people are falling off, I often get a deer in the headlights response. If I had to choose one critical piece of data for your office to track, this would be it, especially for those of you with a sales team. You can generate leads all day, but if you or your team can't close them, then nothing else really matters. Your sales process and the results should be predictable. Advisors tend to close really well for a period of time, and then for some reason they start imploding the process, they're changing it, they tweak it. By having the data summarizing first appointments that set seconds and seconds that show and thirds that set, show and become clients, it becomes very easy to see trends or changes that need to happen. This data should also be broken down by advisor. Moving from sales into new business, if there are people on your team who love data and almost always have the data when asked, it's this team. Some core metrics to consider include turnaround time on applications or rollover calls, ideal issue times, for example, 80% of your FIA business issues in less than 30 days and ACATs completed within 10 days. You can also track number of applications submitted that were NIGOed and weekly proactive client communication on status of transfers. Ensure there is a process where the issued amounts tie directly back to your marketing data for accurate ROI reporting. And ideally, this is going to be done through your CRM. Please keep in mind that some advisors might have five people on their new business team while another advisor doing the exact same production has two people. Several factors can impact the size of a new business team, but please remember that a $5 application is the same amount of work as a $500,000 application. Meaning if you work with a higher net worth clientele and you typically write one or two applications for a $500,000 rollover, you might have a smaller team than someone who doesn't have a minimum or someone who writes five applications for a $500,000 rollover. 
Moving into client care and retention, most of you have your clients categorized in some capacity. Tied to each category should be guidelines about how that category or relationship is going to be serviced, by whom, and how frequently. I'm a big fan of standardizing the frequency of client reviews based on the category rather than letting the client choose the frequency. This allows you, the business owner, to identify when it will be necessary to onboard a service advisor or another associate advisor. Also, clearly define your expectations regarding service request, timeliness, and communication. Again, this area impacts referrals and assets remaining at your firm. Last but not least, we have your financials. Ideally, you have a profit and loss statement prepared for you, you review it regularly, and you understand your benchmarks in each area. Of all the pieces of data you could possibly track, your profitability is the most important number. In closing, whenever you're presenting or reviewing your data, remember to include the benchmark alongside the result. Without benchmarks, the data just remains data. With benchmarks, the data shows us where you're winning and where you're losing and what to focus on. That wraps up this article of your data tracking with AE Coach. I look forward to seeing you at our upcoming Advisors Excel events. For financial professional use only, 